and welcome to Overtime Hockey Talk. My name is Mark Paul, co-host Justin Baker. And before we kick things off with our top 10 best players under the age of 21, uh, Justin, how's your uh, how's your week going? How was the weekend, actually, since it's Monday? It is Monday, yeah. Uh, weekend was good. I, I can't complain. Just went to uh, hung out with the lady. Um, let's see. Her sister's birthday is today. Uh-huh. So happy birthday to her. Party on. Happy yeah. birthday to uh, her. But we, we celebrated with her family last weekend and stuff and uh, had a little had a little shindig at the place, had some drinks, the, had a couple sips of Blanton. There you go. For those who don't know, that is my all-time favorite liquor. It's the best single-barrel bourbon you'll ever have. Nice. Well, you'll have to bring us some next show. I should. We'll sip on it. Uh, yeah, I went to a wedding for the neighbor. Ooh. Like this kid that grew up next door to me, best friends with my brother. So it was fun to see my little brother, which I mean, he's 25, but he's yeah. my little brother still to me, uh, <laughs> give the best man speech. And he did a great job. But I, I will say that it was the um, the gayest, most straight best man speech I've ever heard. Wow. Uh, he basically <laughs> said, you know, since he can't marry me. Uh, I'm glad that he's marrying you. That was a Michael Scott that, hitting on Ryan the yes, whole entire yes. time. Yes, <laughs> it was exactly like that. Uh, it was it was very funny. It had it had me laughing pretty good. So good. it was it was a very if you did you ever watch the show Scrubs? Oh yeah, it was a very Turk and JD kind of best man speech. All right, and I, I appreciated it. <laughs> uh, so we had fun with that. But yes, so as you know, if you listen to our last show, we did the uh, top ten. What did we do? Top 10. How do you not remember? <laughs> Dude, that's terrible. <laughs> uh, we did top 10 moments. Thank you. In uh, in our personal NHL lives, you know, as, as we've come down the pipeline and watched games over the last 30-ish years, you know, what yeah. what our big moments have been. And that, that was a lot of fun. If you haven't listened to that, go back and uh, give that a listen. And now we are moving on to our top 10 best players under the age of 21. Now, what you have to know is that that's right in this moment. Like if someone's birthday is August the 15th, well, they're, they're going to make this list. They are. So if you're listening, this is August 13th. So if you're listening to this show and it's like September, well, then we're sorry. You know, maybe some players have turned 21 since then. But uh, for the most part, we, we did have to eliminate some players going, oh, shoot, their birthday was in July. So now they're over 21. So we're, we're out of luck. Yeah. Uh, Blasted hockey reference doesn't update. I don't understand. Yeah, you know, well, they're given the ages for the player from last season. Well, he was in that season, right? So, yeah, it's 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 it can be actually difficult to find players listed by age and be able to refine those results. So, yeah, uh, if we left anyone off, first off, we we'd love for you to tweet at us, get very passionate and angry at us for forgetting uh, whatever favorite player we we've forgotten. Now, we did stipulate that these players need to be eligible to play in the NHL. So you're not going to see Jack Hughes on this list, even if you think that he uh, he's better than half the players on this list already. That's a, that's fair. <laughs> he <laughs> <Yeah>. could be. <laughs> he may be, but, uh, but he's not eligible to play in the NHL yet. Just because a player hasn't played a game in the NHL doesn't matter. They just have to be have been drafted. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, let's let's just get this party started. Uh, we are going to start at 10 and move on our way up to one. Uh, before we start at 10, let's hear some maybe some some guys who narrowly missed your list. Some guys that narrowly missed. Um, well, 
First off, this one might upset some people, but uh, a Casey Middlestat just missed the list for me. Okay. Um, I did like what I saw out of him last season, and I do think he's going to do well as a number two center there in Buffalo. But I think five points in six games yeah, for Middlestat. It was pretty good, but uh, not enough to sell me quite yet. Very small sample size. Yes. Six uh, games. Yes. Even though I do have uh, you know one or two guys on this list who haven't played an NHL game. Now, when you were doing so. this list, did you was this based on like? Wow, I like that player's really talented, or oh, that player had really good stats to back up, you know, whatever it is, whatever reasoning you put them where you put them, or is it just kind of a like I'd rather have this player on my team over this player, over this player, over this player, over this player, and that gets you to your 10. So, the way I did it is just thinking, like, okay, one looking at the player itself, what their talent level is, what I think they're going to do this year, because. My, my thought process was, okay, if I went into the season game one and had them on my starting roster, do I think they're going to be better than this player? Okay. Yep. So. Yep. Yeah. I, I did it by, all right, who, who do I want to have on my team right now? Okay. Not necessarily three years down the road, because if we're going three years down the road, then I think mm-hmm. that... You know, maybe a guy like Rasmus Dahlin is higher on the list, right? Exactly. Because he may be more in the position he plays, he may be more valuable than, say, a winger. But at this point, this next season, do I think he walks in as a top four defenseman for Buffalo? Yes, mm-hmm. for Buffalo, he's probably their best defenseman right now. Good chance. I mean, oh, yeah. we don't know for sure, but there's a good <laughs> chance. But that isn't really saying much. Yeah. I mean, he. Let's say he comes in and he's just. Uh, statistics wise and in the you know he's going to be playing up against a lot of really good talent uh, depending on how Phil Housley decides to kind of deploy him but uh, let's say that Ristolainen and him are on the same level right now Mm -hmm. in terms of actual like possession stats or something but when it all is said and done but of course his potential is far far greater than a Ristolainen I think that for this next season Dolan is valuable but I think the players that I obviously have them on my list somewhere, the players <laughs> ahead of him uh, maybe have a bigger impact on their team. And I, I don't think Buffalo is going to make the playoffs. And so I don't, you sure. know, okay. I'm kind of ranking them a little farther down too, based no, on that. So that's fair. So uh, middle stats missing. Uh, another guy, Clayton Keller is missing for me. Okay. Uh, just watching him cool off at the end of last season. Just, I kind of turned me off a little bit. So, yeah. Um, and then uh, Nico Heischer. Okay. Another guy. So a bunch of centers, but. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah, guys that missed my list, uh, I'll say Mikhail Sergachev just Ooh. missed my list. Uh, I I think he's a he's a good defenseman. I also wonder uh, the competition that he's been able to play against and the players that he's played with. Uh, I think that he's had a little bit of an advantage. He's on a really good team. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I don't know how good he is if he's walking into a bubble playoff team. Uh, I think that it may change. Uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois, I have him just missing my list as well. I really like him. I know that he was drafted as a center. He mostly played wing last season. Uh, I think that he'll be a good player for Columbus. I just like some of these players a little better ahead of him, and I think that maybe their ceiling is a little higher. So That's fair. Okay, uh, let's get it started. Number 10, who do you have? Ooh, I have Elias Peterson. Okay, Elias for Peterson. Oh, not, not on my list. Nope. Not on my list. Very well could have been. Uh, why do you why do you have him at ten? Watching this guy, he is he's so good at both ends of the ice for me. 
which I think is something that I really value and centers a lot more than maybe a lot of people do nowadays. Um, growing up with Steve Eiserman, obviously, you, you watched a guy who was just all offense and turned into that two-way center yep. that just dominated for so long. Um, and honestly, I, I personally think Sergey Fedorov was a better two-way center than Eiserman, but that's another discussion well, for another day. I mean, that's not... Is that even a question? <laughs> Sergey Fedorov is the only player to win the heart and the Selkie in the same that's, year. That's true. And he did play... Actually, Fedorov did play some games on defense. Yes, he did. <laughs> but um, back to Peterson, though. Just his, his hockey IQ, his ability to play at both ends of the ice, and just his tenacity and all-out speed, I think, are going to make him very dangerous. Um, he's going to make this Vancouver roster this year. And I think he's going to look. I, I honestly think he's going to start off as the number two center, and at some point he's going to he's going to push Horvat down the the, the depth chart. It, and and by some time in the future, pushing him down, I think maybe in the next maybe in two or three years, oh, Horvat really? is Horvat is still he's he's very good, and I don't think that you want you don't want Peterson taking those tough minutes right away. No, no, no. Uh, I I, th- I think maybe a year away. They're not a playoff team. No. Vancouver is going to be it, the. My guess is that Vancouver will be very similar to what we saw this last season. The, mm-hmm. They'll be in it for a little while, sure, uh, because they do have some talented players. If injuries ever hit, they're screwed. Yes, and um, we saw I mean, that. Actually, they were in the playoffs <laughs> when all those injuries hit, and then they just plummeted down the yeah. the standings. And I think you're also going to see some players moved uh, I actually don't think Edler will be moved he's a very Ooh. strict tr- no trade clause and uh, from what I understand he does not want to go anywhere so yeah wow that's funny where well, I think they could get something decent for him he's a top four defenseman oh yeah but, absolutely uh, okay so number 10 for you I have a player who has yet to play a game in the NHL Rasmus Dolan wow uh, I think even though I did just say that I, I didn't think he was you know he was going to come in and be a number one defenseman by all statistics measure. Mm-hmm. You know, putting him up against other number one defensemen. I don't, uh, defenseman. I don't think he's quite there yet. Uh, really, that's just based on watching other defensemen come into the NHL mm-hmm. at a young age. They it usually takes a minute. Oh sure. To to really really uh, hit that stride. Yeah, Nick Lindstrom didn't come in and dominate. No. the, the league. No, but we, sure. I, I don't know if we've seen a player like Rasmus Dahlin, like a first overall draft pick as a defenseman. Well, Aaron uh, Ekblad was the, the last the last one. Aaron Ekblad, yeah. he wins the Calder, uh, but then he kind of took a little bit of a step backwards. He's mm-hmm. still a really good defenseman, but uh, I, I don't think that Aaron Ekblad was... That draft was weak. Yes, it was. Whereas this draft had some, some decently high talent. Uh, but yeah, I, I think that Ra- Rasmus Dahlin will have the opportunity to shine in Buffalo. He's going to get a lot of ice time eventually. I don't. I think you'll see him hover around twenty minutes to start, and okay. then as by the end of the season, I fully expect him to be playing twenty five minutes a night. Sure, that's fair. Okay, I like it. Uh, number nine. Who do you got? You first. I have another guy that missed your list. Ooh. Uh, Nico Heischer. So okay. Nico Heischer. I mean, fifty two points with the Devils last year. I believe he was second on the team in scoring with yeah, the Devils behind, behind Mr. Hall. far behind Taylor <laughs> Hall, as everybody was about, was at about fifty percent of what Taylor Hall did. Oh, goodness. Uh, I I just I think he's a good player. He's fast, and you're talking about a two way game. He plays a very good two way game yes, he does. Uh, for a very young player. And I, the Devils to me are trending upwards, and so I really like if Nico Heischer takes another step forward. Mm-hmm. Let's say he's a sixty five point guy. This season, 
then you know the devils are in real good shape yeah oh yeah no i i, I agree i i i battled a little bit with putting him on my list i would have liked to have seen him on my list but um i think w- the opportunity he had to play so many minutes with taylor hall and he still only produced 50 points to me kind of worries me a little bit yeah but he's um, 18 years old yes so absolutely. so i, I, I some think that's for sure. uh, yeah I, I think that that was that's some of it so yeah. i he's gonna get better He's going to be yes, better. I, I completely agree. He's going to be, I think he's definitely a 60 point player this season for sure. All right. So, and you're number nine. Uh, Mr. Sergachev from Tampa Bay. Okay. Missed my list. Yes. Uh, phenomenal. I, I love watching this guy. I still think his defensive game needs a little bit of work. Um, but when you look at the amount of, he put up 40 points playing 15 minutes a night. Now, granted, half of almost half of his points were on the power play. I think 19 out of 42, I think it was, were on the power play. But increased ice time, I think he's going to develop a little bit better. And when you get to play behind two guys like McDonough sure. and Hedman, sure. you're going to learn real quick. And hopefully he does pick it up, and I think he, he will take a, a step forward this season, just like Nico Heischer will. And I think hopefully his game will improve tremendously. Yeah, yeah. Uh Tremendously, that's, Did I just that's say a that? new word. <laughs> tremendously, but Thank tremendously you. as well. Yes. Uh, tremendously is our new favorite word. All right. Uh, my my concern with Sergachev is: does he become just this power play specialist who's kind of your quarterback of a mm-hmm. power play, and he doesn't really do a whole lot else? Okay. Uh, I, I think he, I think he probably will be more than that. Uh, but if you're only willing to play a guy 15 minutes a night, you have to wonder why. Yeah. So, okay. uh, you're number eight. Number eight, I have your number 10, Rasmus Dahlin. Okay. All yes. right. You're, so you've already put Rasmus Dahlin ahead of uh, ahead of like a Sergachev, which I did too. But <laughs> w- what is your reasoning for putting him ahead of the players that you maybe left off this list or have a little further down? Uh, watching the world championships. I think okay. watching him compete against grown men, guys that are NHL talent, and just watching him control the game so well to me sold me on this guy is now we talk about generational defensemen right we haven't seen a guy like this in quite a long time coming into the draft i i definitely think he's going to pan out a lot better in his rookie season than aaron ekblad did now i'm not aaron ekblad won the calder right now i'm not actually like 14 goals his rookie season now i'm not actually sold on him winning the caller yet um because like you I, i do think he will see some sheltered minutes to start the season however um his hockey IQ is just so phenomenal. I don't think there's much to worry about. He had 12 goals. 12 goals. Was, okay. Was That's still impressive for a rookie defenseman. Yes. So, uh, yeah, I, I think you're going to see him by the end of the season average 21, 22 minutes. However, I just I think his his Corsi and all of his advanced statistics are just going to jump off the page to people, and it's going to look much, much better, as long as he doesn't play with Ristolainen for most of the year. Yeah. <laughs> that's well he may be uh, if he's as good as he is then he might make wrist look like he's a top pairing defenseman anyways that is a fair point uh my number eight i would say is the most different player on my list uh matthew to chuck on the calgary flames Ooh. i mean i mean 49 points in 68 games so he really he pans out as essentially a 60 point guy yeah. which uh, might even have him up higher on this list with 24 goals in 68 games in a full 82. You might be looking, you're looking at a 30 goal season, which puts him into some pretty, uh, pretty unique company with like a Brock Besser mm-hmm. and Line A Matthews. So in terms of goal scoring, he may be even higher on this list, but the goals that he scores aren't 
quite line A Matthews type <laughs> right. of goals, which which you need to have a player like this on your team. I think uh, it, it benefits you. He's he plays a different style game. He's he's a much harder player to play against. Uh, I mean, his rookie season he had 105 penalty minutes, which is I mean, guys don't really pretty fight very much anymore. And so <laughs> yeah. to have over 100 penalty minutes these days is is pretty significant. Um, but I like his progression. Uh, I think that he's going to continue being a really good player for the Flames. And moving forward, it gives them just that different piece, not only on their power play, but in their top six as well. So, Yeah, I think he, he definitely improves the season just because of the fact that the additions Calgary made with um, – What's his face, Lindholm and James Neal coming in? I think adding a couple more pieces to put around him are only going to help him get better. Yeah, and uh, fifty-seven-seven in it was his Corsi wow. last year, so pretty dang good. Yeah, yeah, that's that's fine. I'll all take right. that all day. Uh, <laughs> my number seven is another guy who missed your list. Ooh, okay. Um, I have Casey Middlestat. Wow, at my number seven, uh, I have him much higher. Then maybe some people may have him. Sure. Uh, I think, though, when you combine the fact that he gets to play behind Jack Eichel mm-hmm. and the players that he can potentially play with, uh, move, you know, moving forward, I, th- I think like that... Connor Sheary. Right, right. Yeah. I, I think that they've, or they've even now... Jeff Skinner. Yeah. It, yeah. I mean, I, th- I think Jeff Skinner probably ends up playing with Jack Eichel. I think that's probably the natural uh, thought the process, but yeah. maybe Middlestat is able to pull more out of a Sam Reinhart. Or I, okay. I see, I I think the way that Middlestat plays, he's not necessarily a goal scorer. He's not going to probably go out and score 30, 40 goals for you. Right. But he can move the puck, and I think he'll he'll make sure that his wingers have opportunities to score. And I think that 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 can. I mean, the Buffalo hasn't had a. One two punch like this? I, mean, I guess they they have had a one two punch because they had Ryan, Ryan O'Reilly, O'Reilly. <laughs> uh, but Ryan O'Reilly played a much different game. Sure, like he's not your finesse type of player. No. So I, I think that with especially with middle stat speed, you're going to see uh, him make a big difference. Also, the fact that you've got Darlene now, uh, who will most likely you know if there's a good chance that they'll be out on the ice quite a bit together, yeah. and so to me that just increases his value, knowing that there's a fantastic defenseman behind him finally yeah offense starts from the back end yep and you're number seven number seven uh another guy who who has not played a single game yet uh casey middlestat for those who don't know played six games last year five points pretty impressive but uh andre sveshnikov who came in on number two overall pick to the carolina hurricanes okay you're really you're putting him higher than darlene yes and one of the i actually you would have taken darlene with that first over or uh sveshnikov yeah, I no, well, let me let me preference this because it depends on what team I have and what my needs are. Obviously, Buffalo needs a defenseman very very badly. They have they have good offensive talent, so that made more sense. Sure. But I remember us talking last year before the draft, and you were making arguments for Sveshnikov sure. yeah. over Dalian all day. As far as his uh, his stats went in yeah. the Canadian Hockey League, I mean, he was having some on pace to have some record-breaking seasons. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so I, I I think that he's going to be fantastic. I think Carolina's uh, going to have a player on their hands. Uh, you know, he he missed my list. I'd say more so because I, I think that when it comes to forwards, there's just there's a lot of them. You know, mm-hmm. Darlene makes that list because of how 
first off, I, I think there does need there needs to be a couple defensemen in that top ten sure. list uh, for that age group. Otherwise, it's just a bunch of forwards, and you might as well just do a top ten forwards under twenty one. Right, right. Uh, but also that, yeah, I, I I wonder if he'll walk in right away scoring goals like he did at the junior hockey level. I, I actually believe so. Okay. Yeah, I believe he's got the right kind of talent around him with your Teravinans, your Ajos, guys who can help him progress very, very quickly. Those other guys that want to shoot the puck first, though. I know, but... that's That, that to me, is... I, but now I their at, mentality changes. They don't have to shoot the puck first now. Yeah, but they don't... To me, Carolina still is without that center. Well, Jordan yeah, that is Stahl one exactly knock on them. No, they don't... My choice of no, top center. Not at all. Not at all. I, I yeah, I, I do think that is one thing that's missing. And who knows? They might move uh, one of their back end pieces because they got plenty of guys who can play defense right now. So they still got time to maybe go out there and pluck themselves a decent center. Uh, maybe obviously not a number one, but maybe they could find a number two center who can come in and you know. Yeah, transition. I'm done with talking about Carolina yeah, okay. trading their defensemen because they don't. <laughs> they don't. <laughs> they, I mean, they traded Jeff Skinner. Before yeah. they traded one of their defensemen. And I'd say that... We were for sure thinking Falk was going to leave at some point. Yeah, and I think he still may, but it's just... It's almost... I feel like for the last year and a half... Yeah. I mean, really, this our, the whole time we've been doing the show, which, by the way, I, I think we're almost, uh, we're almost at our year anniversary... Wow, uh, I believe we started the show sometime in like August twenty something. We should should probably find that out. But that's crazy. Uh, we've been talking about Carolina trading one of those defensemen since last summer. Yeah, well, I mean, so, granted to to their defense, they did trade a defenseman. They shipped Noah Hannafin off, but for another that, defenseman. That is true. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> Dougie Hamilton. Like, I get it. I, I think Hamilton's going to work out much better for them in the long run than uh, Hannafin will. But still, like, come on. Our first episode was Saturday, August. 19th wow. so How we're almost to a year okay pretty awesome uh, not very many podcasts last this long no we have 76 episodes i believe this is number 76 so oh, congratulations to us yes but yay <laughs> <laughs> uh so w- w- was that your number seven that was my seven okay so number six uh number six let's hear it charlie mcavoy okay uh, we yeah. agree yep charlie mcavoy sixth best player under I, the age of 21 yeah i don't think he's the best defenseman in boston but i do think he is the best defenseman so under twenty one. The best defenseman in Boston, Tory Krug. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, Tory Krug is the best offensive defenseman in Boston. Okay. Yes. Best defensive defenseman. Who do you? Uh, like? I, I'd say the best overall and most. But I think Charlie McAvoy's ceiling is higher than Tory Krug. Oh yeah, absolutely. I won't disagree with you on that one at all. Um, also, I mean, he was basically about a forty-five point player. Forty. And when all, like he only played, I think sixty-five games. McAvoy, uh, McAvoy, yeah. So and had thirty-two points. I think is what it was. Yeah. So his yeah. his IQ is is very very good. Um, I still think he has another couple levels to get to. Uh, but I mean, but hey, I understand. Yeah. Tory Crew gets fifty-nine points, and you got to tip your hat to that. So yeah, yeah, can't hate. But I still think Tory Crew is the most likely to get traded out of Boston. So. I don't see him going anywhere. But uh, my so yeah, my number six was also Charlie McAvoy. Uh, he's my highest rated defenseman on this list. Uh, I, I wonder if if we were to do this list with the same group of players, like we took the what would this essentially is the 2016, 17, and 18 drafts. Uh, really, we kind of minus a few players. Like a Wierenski would have been on this list, but he turned 21 in May, so we. we kept them off so there's some 2016s that aren't on this list but uh they're 
I wonder if in, say, three years, we'd have more defensemen on this list if we were to take that same class of players that we just took, same grouping, because defensemen tend to come along a little later. This is true. Uh, I'll give you my number five, a guy that missed your list completely is a Clayton (laughs) Keller. Okay. Uh, I I understand he did have a a slow slow burn to the end of that season. Uh, And and with Arizona playing better at the end uh, and and being more healthy, I can see why there's hesitancy to have him uh, even make this list. But the guy can score goals. And I think that given a fresh season, and I, I think some of it may have been, well, there's not a whole lot of guys that we need to focus attention on. Let's shut down Clayton Keller, and we should be able to shut down the Arizona Coyotes. And for the most part, that was true. And so, I, But I think that coming into this next year, uh, maybe being able to play alongside some new some new talent acquired from Montreal, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> that'll... Uh, That'll help a little bit. Okay. As, assuming that Galchenyuk can play center. Sure. They're definitely going to give it a try. Uh, and I think that one thing that maybe he was – that you're not going to get in Arizona is pressure. No. You know, there's no pressure. <laughs> so you put him alongside of a Clayton Keller, and he he definitely should bump up his stats a little bit in the assist column. Oh, yeah. So. I'm, I'm very high on Arizona where they're going. I like their – their chances maybe a little bit more than Edmonton's to make the playoffs this season. Real so. higher than Edmonton. Yeah, okay. I think so. Okay. So do you have the would you say that Arizona right now is a team that you would have in the playoffs or do you have them just outside the playoffs? They're a bubble team. Do they what um, what what would Arizona an Arizona need to do to see I, I, I think just, they still need um they need somebody to elevate themselves to a number one center. Now, whether that is Galchenyuk taking another sure, step sure. or maybe Stefan just playing out of his mind. If, if you get a Jalmerson playing the way that he played two years ago, sure. then I think you're you're cooking. Yeah. They, they'd look real good with Chikrin and OEL, oh my who, goodness, who yeah. now really... I, I think that sometimes you see players have really good seasons in a contract year. Mm-hmm. I think for a guy like OEL, who seems to want stability mm-hmm. i think that this this contract will be really good for him because he's i mean he's, settled in. he's there yeah he's the guy uh yeah. is he the captain do they name him captain? they haven't no, named not. the captain yet uh, he'll be the captain. he will be absolutely be. but and i think too a healthy uh ranta and Tirana is just gonna yes. take that team to another yep. level too yep. but absolutely uh so you're number five number five you're you probably won't like this but i think it's a little bit more biased towards my love for this team but uh philip zadina Philip Zadina. Yes. Okay. I think he is the next Patrick Line. Wow. Yes. That's that's a bold statement for a, I do. So you, you think that Zadina and Svechnikov both better than Dolan. Along yeah. with uh so, uh, next so you'd year. rather no, next have, year. So I so you would rather have Zadina than Charlie McAvoy. Yeah, I think so. I, I'm that's wow. how excited I am about this guy. Now, again, that might be my bias towards the Red Wings, but it I'm is. just yeah, <laughs> probably. But yeah. I'm just I'm so excited. I I, I can understand this. having him on this list, but that's high. Oh, sorry. Wow. You, no, no, no. You, that's okay. You explain I, yourself. So you explain yourself. First off, just seeing him drop to number six was a travesty, right? But when he came out and he's just like, I'm gonna make Montreal, Ottawa, those teams that didn't pick me feel sorry. I, I, I got a little. I got a little excited. I got some goosebumps going. I'm like, yes, this is the type of player the Red Wings have been waiting for. Yes, and somebody with big balls. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Maybe he has the biggest balls under 21. Sure, there we go. All right, there it is. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I mean, I, 
that's far too high in my opinion. I can, I can, you could justify putting him at ten because you're <laughs> of of a homer pick. I mean, is he better than all all the players before? Uh, I. For your sake, okay. I hope so. I hope he actually makes this roster. Not, or I think I'm gonna look really stupid. <laughs> yeah, no, I think he makes this roster. I, I think for sure he's gonna make this roster uh, because the Red Wings are going to be completely void of goal scorers. Oh. They they need they to put him in, in a position. Uh, and the nice thing is, really, all they need to do is play him on that in their top nine. He can float all over the place. Oh, absolutely. And it, it's not really gonna matter. I I think that hopefully they can find it in themselves to go away from their model of let's let a player yeah. rot in Grand Rapids for a little while before right. which they did with Larkin they Larkin played very early he played when he was he was 19 was yeah, he 19 he came or 20 right away and played yeah speaking of uh Larkin thoughts on quick thoughts on the his contract, contract. yeah 6.1 6. I think 6.1 for 6 it was 5 six, years 5 years yeah uh good deal i i really like this it takes away 1 year of UFA which is why i think it it just barely went above 6 but i think for the guy who was supposed to be their franchise player um, and a guy who puts up 60 points. Granted, he did have a down year last year. He put up 60 points once. Yes. Yes. But, and I mean, that's, he's going to – I be, firmly believe he's going to be a 60, 70-point player at least for the duration of this contract. Um, okay. So. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and even if he's a 50-point player at $6 million, the Red Wings aren't really overpaying for a guy who has great speed, great two-way capability, and hopefully – you know, maybe he finds some chemistry with, uh, you know, with Zadina because I don't think it's quite there yet with Manta. So they need somebody to put on his wing who can score some goals, and I think that would be a good fit. Yeah, and and even strength, uh, he's he's very very good. I mean, 13, yes. 13 of his sixteen goals were on even strength. I mean, sixteen goals that isn't speed, very many, but for sure. And then thirty nine of his forty seven assists on even strength. So yeah, uh, yes, I, I think even strength wise, he's a good guy to have around, and uh, he def- he definitely makes a difference. I. He needs to be your number two center in your organization in order to be, I th- I think, very good. Well, and com- and content. They still don't know if Sutterberg will be back next year. So right, right, and that's another have thing. To be is number that, one. Yeah, I mean Holland in a uh, in a very strange case of Holland being incredibly honest. Yeah, he comes out and says, "Yeah, we're not really sure if Sutterberg's going to be good to go or not." Yeah, like I he, just I listened to a radio interview uh, on XM uh, with Jeff Blashill. Excuse me, Red on Wings NHL Network, coach. yeah, yes. Red Wings head coach on the way over here, and they were asking him questions about it, and apparently halfway through the season, that's when his back was really giving him issues. Yeah, and yeah. They, we heard that he was going through hell just to get ready for games. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so apparently they're, uh, he just he can't even train like a quarter of what he was doing last summer right wow. now. So I feel bad for the guy. But And that's then a lot of people bad. are out there screaming, oh, no, it's that cap recapture penalty they're trying to avoid, and I'm like, well, maybe, but... The guy's real. I mean, he's had back issues for so long. It's not like this just randomly popped yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, so. he missed. Yeah, yeah. Well, so, anyways, I, I hope we see him again. Yeah. I mean, he's. It, it's like Marion Hosa. You don't like these star players that go out like that. No, yeah, so. you don't want to see a guy go out with injury, especially because there was nothing. There was there was no way to say goodbye. Right, right. Exactly. Like with the Sedins, you, got you were able game. to say goodbye, and and it was it was great and. Uh, just even for the casual fan when you see a player that spent their whole career with one team uh, now Hosa didn't but Hosa had so much success with Chicago he'll be Mm -hmm. remembered as a Blackhawk he's not going to be remembered as an Atlanta Thrasher or as a Red Wing or an Ottawa (laughs) Senator except for from Brian Burrard he'll remember him as a Senator (laughs) Uh, if you don't know that story Hosa was like his second year in the NHL he took a slap shot 
and spun all the way around with his stick and clipped Berard in the eye, cut his eye open, and virtually ended his career. Berard, a top two defenseman on, on the Leafs at yeah. the time, he's out. And then he he does he did come back. He had some sort of surgery where even though he couldn't really see out of his eye, he could like learn depth perception. Yeah, and he was okay, difficult. but it didn't last for very long. So, uh, Hosa, the career ruiner. <laughs> <laughs> I hated him for a long time. Wow. I felt a lot of animosity towards him. Uh, clearly, it's, like, it's you, a little bit there. I mean, with Berard, the Leafs may have... Think about it. You lose your best defenseman. I mean, you maybe... They went to the conference finals. If they had had their best defenseman in the conference finals, how much of a difference does that make? Yeah, that's it true. could be pretty a pretty big difference. Uh, okay, so you have... Uh, Zadina at five. Zadina at five, and I had Clayton Collar. Yep. Number four for you is... Brock Besser. And same for me. Yeah. The guys, he's a goal scorer. He, he's he looked phenomenal last year. I, I loved watching him, and and then the best part about it was watching him do it. Even when Bo Horvat went down and they had injuries throughout the lineup, he still was chugging along. Like yeah, no problem. Yeah, and it was it was too bad to see him Get also injured. go down with an injury. Yeah, uh, but I think that he'll be. He's he's back. Everything's good. But fifty five points in sixty two games. He's essentially in his rookie season was on pace for about seventy five points. Not too shabby. And that's <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, and it, all the while, I mean, he's he was very good on the power play. Also good even strength. I mean, he was he was just as good at, at both. Which you know, for all the talk that we have about oh, you know, you want a guy good at even strength. I mean. You want a guy who can score on the power play. Yeah. There's nothing better than getting a power play, scoring on it. Like the teams with really good power plays, those teams go far. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's, unless you're the Boston Bruins, who had like the worst power play when they won the cup. <laughs> that is true. That team was, that's that a team rare. was silly, though. But, um, <laughs> and as far as his uh, his shooting percentage, which people have, have pointed out that his shooting percentage is high, uh, is 16%. 16.2 last season. The year before, he technically did he did play nine games the year before. Yeah. Uh, but had the exact same shooting percentage the year before in wow. nine games. So I, I think that he's probably just one of those players whose shooting percentage is higher. Uh, even if he drops to, say, a 13% shooting percentage, he's still going to be a 30-goal scorer. Yeah. So uh, watch out for Bo Horvat. He could, uh, him and Elias Peterson together this On next year play, could think. be quite Ooh. fun. Um, my number three is I, th- I think we're going to have the same players here in this in this top three. Top three. We're gonna, oh yeah. We're talk- I mean, if you if you haven't been able to narrow this down yet, uh, <laughs> the three players left <laughs> of incredible talent. You've got Austin Matthews, Patrick Laine, and Matthew Barzell. Yes. Uh, I think we may have them in a little bit different order. Okay. My number three is Patrick Laine. Ooh. Uh, great goal scorer uh, and. Probably will score 50 goals here sometime in the next two or three seasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, will hopefully be the next Ovechkin because he's really fun too. Oh, he is like fun. he's not only is he a goal scorer like Ovechkin, he has a personality, uh, not exactly like Ovechkin, but he has a personality, right? Yeah, as opposed to a guy like Crosby who's maybe a little bit more reserved, sure. Uh, Ovechkin. And and Line a both are I mean Line a and that freaking beard of his his pube beard <laughs> oh, that he walked that around with is Jonathan Taves looking garbage. I love it I love it because oh. he, he has fun with it and he he just didn't care he owns it that's for sure he just didn't care yeah, yeah. and I, I think that somebody should probably come alongside him and go you should probably change that beard because you could probably make a lot of money if you look good. <laughs> <laughs> probably make more money than what you're making yeah, especially since he's making you know he's a in, rookie yeah 
Well, hey, you know what? The, the, the good thing for the game, though, is you have a Liney and you have a Matthews now, so you have essentially the next Crosby-Ovechkin rivalry that we're going to be talking about. Yeah, just, I mean, they're never going to play each other in the playoffs. No. Unless they both play in the finals. Right. That's that's the big the big difference. I See, I think that the next rivalry like that... Now, you have McDavid-Liney. Mm-hmm. That can be pretty good, but I think that sure. the Eichel-Matthews Ooh, okay. is pretty, could be pretty great. And, and especially because yeah. they are, it's it's like a four-hour drive between the two cities. Yeah. So that I think that over time, as you see Buffalo, hopefully Buffalo gets a little better uh, and, and have those games actually mean something. It'd be, yeah, that'd it'd be, be great. fun. Okay. Uh, so at number three, you have... Barzell. Matthew Barzell. Yes. Okay. Uh, only reason I put him right below Liney is I've seen Liney consistently put up goals no matter who he plays with. His production never changes. Um I'm interested to see what Barzell does when he's not playing number two now. Yep, he's he is number slotted. one. Yeah, he's yep. got to he's got to play against those tough minutes. He's got to go up against those top pairing demon. So without that protection of Tavares ahead of you, what does he do? If he can continue that production, then yes, absolutely, I would put him ahead of Line. A. Uh, now so. you could say Line a has played with Blake Wheeler or Paul Stastny, or I mean, he's he's also played with some. Good players, sure. It's, yeah, it's not like there's not. And I would be, I would be Mark interested Shifley. to see. Well, I see. I and the defense, I would be, the defense core there is it's very good. very good. Yes. So he's got guys who can get him the puck. Absolutely. Whereas in New York, the defense is is average at best. Sure. Now, now, what I'm curious to see, and maybe on the flip side too, you could say the same thing about Barzell, but. Um, line A, if he played full time with Shifley, how much better? How many more goals he might score? But then again, on the flip side too, you could also say with Barzell, if he had himself like a really, really good winger, yeah, what but, would he do? But I, I think that's where what we're starting to figure out is that yes, it's vi- it's really nice to have really good players playing with you. Yes, but the best players just need somebody who can get them the puck, or they can get a guy at the puck. Yeah, you know? absolutely. No, I, mean, I, I look at the players that Crosby has made right. amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Rust, <laughs> or or I the player, and it's funny because a lot of times good players can't even play with Crosby because I, I don't know it's like a Kessel couldn't play because you can't think that barely. far ahead like he does yeah so yeah. you just get caught just flat footed it needs to be a guy who like Kunitz who can just go into the corner and yeah. win battles and get Crosby get Crosby in front of the net so he can because everything comes to him he yeah where to be no I agree that's why I always loved watching. Zook and Zetterberg because those two guys yeah. their IQ was so far ahead of everybody else on the team when they played together man it was just like lights out yeah yeah I, so, and they always tried to separate the two and it did. was like well we're on a losing streak let's put them together it was like just keep them together and Babcock man that drove me nuts it's like what he's doing what he was doing now with like right, with Marner uh, like come on throw them together yeah like please uh I I have Barzell higher on this list too because he is a center sure and ultimately a center is going to have more of an impact in a game. Uh, he has more defensive responsibilities, and he was pretty good defensively too. Uh, whereas Line, I, I don't think that he's needed to be really good defensively. No, uh, but he's not expected to. And again, that's because he doesn't play center. So, right, exactly. Uh, so I think that consensus uh, consensus on number one. <laughs> Uh, is Austin Matthews. Yeah, I don't think there was any question going into this list. Um, Holy smokes. Oh, no, you know what? We had Mitch Marner on this list, and he just turned 21. Yeah, we did. I was like, we missed Mitch Marner. How did that happen? Because he was, he was, he would have been number three or four on my list for sure. Yeah, uh, yeah, he would have been, it would have been up there for me too. Uh, But of course, he just turned 21. But Austin Matthews is 
20 and 330 days old. Right. <laughs> so he's next he's month. Uh, he next month. Make this list. I believe it's September 14th because it's the day before eligibility or maybe it's the day after. It's like the 16th. Think, yeah. Something like that. Okay. So Austin Matthews though, I mean there's just there there is no comparison. I mean no. you look at first overall Austin Matthews, the next season first overall is Nico Heischer. There is truly like they're on different planets. Yeah. In terms of the depth in that that season, yeah, Austin Matthews. Uh, if his birthday had been one day sooner, he may have gone ahead of Jack Eichel, and it would have been Crosby, Matthews, Eichel, <laughs> which is, and then Marner. Yeah, was Mar- Marner drafting that draft? Yeah, yeah, that would have been yeah nutty. So, but Austin Matthews, yeah, best best player under twenty one. He'll enter the season twenty one years old. Yeah. But the guy's he's all he's he's got a talent level that's just it's phenomenal to watch. Yeah, maybe you could already put him into the top five to eight two way centers in the league. Uh an incredible goal scorer and he can dish the puck. He he can do everything and he's just so smart. Now I can't wait to see where he falls on our list of top centers when we, we do our I believe season rankings. So NHL.com They put him at him four. At four. Yeah. Yes. So fourth best center in the league. And I said he's a little too high for me on that list. At so. at four, I think you're see, I think that NHL Network, TSN, all that, they put Toronto guys higher. Sure. Just I think because it gets Toronto people to read it for whatever reason. Although I think that if they put them lower, maybe maybe it's that more people will talk about it because the guy's higher and I don't. I don't know why, but I. I don't know if Matthews is the fourth best center in the league. I mean, you've got McDavid, Crosby. They're going to be arguing all year about whether or not it's Tavares or Matthews. Like, who's the better center on that team? Right. Yeah. So yeah, that's I, not a bad problem to have. It doesn't though. matter to me. <laughs> yeah. And and I I the funny I don't think that either one of them really cares. No, I don't either. Like, as both of them are just going to be unreal. It's going to be. Let me let me ask you this because I'm so I'm, excited. Yeah, I'm, I'm 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 pumped to watch. To be quite honest, because I I absolutely do not like Boston. Like now that the Wings are in the East, Boston's become my Colorado Avalanche team of the okay, West. Okay, yeah, of. yeah. So especially because I Just don't like Brad Marchand. He's just so I can't I can't wait to watch Toronto. The thing is that I do Boston. like Bar- I do like Brad uh, Marchand. That's I but I obviously you know you're he's pl- kind of like that Todd Bertuzzi guy. Like I hated him before he came. Always to Always Todd so, Bertuzzi too. So you maybe I like the back. assholes. Maybe yeah. That's, uh, <laughs> but okay, so what does that make me? Uh, wow. So back to my question here. I'm kind of curious. What do they do about the captaincy there? Like. I, not to get too off topic, but I, I kind of got to know because it's on my mind. And I, I keep hearing, okay, give okay. it to Tavares because he's the vet. He's He's been a captain. He knows. Or give it to you know the inexp- you know the, the, the young guy, Matthews, or whatever. But Or do you just give it to Morgan Riley and just say, done? I say Mike Babcock just walks around with the C <laughs> on his. And people be like, is that for the captain or for coach? Ooh. And, and he'd say, you know, I, I doesn't matter. All you right. Know, yeah. It doesn't matter. Uh yeah no captaincy wise, I think that it just it depends. First off, mm-hmm. I, I think that you have to go and you you're gonna sit both those guys down. And you're gonna go look like we have to. We're, we're we're gonna have a captain. Yeah, I don't think you can go another year without it. I I mean I I don't I don't know how much players really care. I I don't think they care as much anymore. But uh, yeah, but exactly the fans anymore. Do. Yeah, fans do, and it's it's a marketing tool, and so. You're the captain of the Leafs. There's some responsibility that comes with it. Yeah. I think that 
you're probably like it would be interesting for them to just go marlo's the captain yeah <laughs> i mean go. that would be i be i don't think that marlo wants that i, no. I think that it's just, just no he had a, a fun experience with that in san jose when i he took it i think that Tavares is probably uh more i i don't know he he just seems more like captain like mm-hmm. like you could put him in front of whoever and and he's he's going to be very poised he's going to say exactly what the leafs want him to say Matthews, I mean, I, I think he's fine. He he's still come across as a little bit of a kid. Yeah, and I don't think he needs that that pressure. And so I think that you can easily go, dude, Austin, you are you're our guy. Um, and so is Tavares. And in order to win, we you have multiple guys. Marner's their guy too. Hey, maybe I mean, you play a, a Carolina and you say, okay, Tavares, you're the home captain. Matthews, you're the away captain. <laughs> hate that crap no i i really in the end i think Tavares. Tavares is the captain okay but i think maybe it's there's some time before that happens i think you might see it mid-season i i also don't mind the idea of letting this season play out mm-hmm. Tavares, matthews riley they all get some a's Kadri keeps his a yep you've got your four a's and then you just Ah, we don't need. Why do we need a captain? Let's give it to Jake Gardner. Hey, who cares, Jake Gardner? <laughs> and at the end of the season, you go. Oh, this is the way that it played out. This guy was basically the captain in the room anyway, so we're giving him this. Uh, I, I think Tavares in six to, to eight years, or six to six or seven years, he will be. It'll either be wow, we've won a Stanley Cup, blah blah blah. This guy's been great, uh, but at that point. Austin Matthews is signing a, a long-term deal to mm-hmm. stay with the Leafs or, or he's leaving. Yeah. Uh, and it, it's it's around that point that you go, Austin's our captain now. Okay. So Fair enough. But you could also make Austin Matthews the captain and Tavares might go, take it. That's fine by me. I don't want to, I don't yeah. want it. But maybe, you know, maybe he wants it more. That, that also is what we don't know is that, is there anybody going, I really, I want to be the captain. Yeah. Like that's what I want to do. Okay. So maybe it's Marner. Marner's like the little goofy brother. I feel like you know every time you see him, he's like it was it was him like Matt Martin, right? Like yes. Yeah. But I, I don't. I just I don't know if it really matters anymore. No, I don't really. I don't really think teams rush into it as much anymore. They're like, yeah, whatever. We'll let it play itself out. And see, it. I think in a situation in Pittsburgh, like you've got the Crosby Malkin, mm-hmm. and really at a time. There was a very good argument that Malkin was a better player than Crosby. And now sure. Crosby, I think, has kept his high level a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. Uh, Malkin, I think, has dipped a bit. He's still he's fantastic. Still phenomenal. Yeah, but I think that he's dipped a little bit, and also the fact that he's Russian, I, I yeah. really think plays plays a part. Oh, absolutely. Uh, you want the guy who you can sell the golden. I mean, yeah, the yeah. Canadianness of Crosby yep. to to North America. Yep. So, yeah, he he had to be the captain. We're like in a. In a place like Winnipeg, I don't think you'll see Line A get the captaincy. Right. Uh, it, yeah, I just I, I don't think you'll ever see Line A be the captain. Have we seen any Finns be captain since Koivu, Saku, and and it, you know it's almost always centerman. Yeah. I mean, I know Ovechkin's the captain in Washington. But it's but like a centerman he or a defenseman was the franchise. Whereas, like, yeah, I mean, now you could say Shifley is the franchise right. or right. Bufflin, and right. there's so many other names there. So. Yeah, it'll that'll be uh, maybe we do a top ten captains list next. Ooh, okay, okay, that's what we're doing next. All right, top ten captains <laughs> in the NHL. Um, we'll we'll come up with some criteria and we'll uh, we'll be back later in the week. I like it. 
All right. Well, uh, yeah. Let us know what you think of our of our top ten twenty players or top ten players under twenty. There you go. One, and uh, you know if, if we missed anybody or we have the order all wrong, feel free to tweet us at OT Hockey Talk, and uh, you can go subscribe to our podcast on you know whatever podcast app you like to listen to. Yeah. So. Maybe you hated our list that we didn't include any goaltenders, like a Carter Hart. Or we did not include any no. goaltenders. That's because no one plays goalies under the age of twenty. It's so difficult to it's judge a goaltender. But maybe, uh, maybe you can just tweet at us and let us know what your favorite captain is. Who, All right, whoever yeah. that is, so. be great too. Okay, uh, thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you later. In the week.